for tuning in to Car Rider Line. I'm Sydney Hunt, and today I'm joined by Dava West, Director of Counseling and Student Services. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. And today we're going to be talking about dual credit offerings in CCISD and everything that has to deal with. And so if you don't know what dual credit is, this is a great opportunity to learn more for your student, um, for especially for next school year. Um, so if you're watching us on live, on Facebook Live, you can submit questions in the comment section and we'll try to get to them towards the end of the show. Um, but let's get started. So for those who don't know what dual credit is, can you give some background on the program in Clear Creek ISD? Yes. And this is going to be like probably my longest answer <laughs> of our entire podcast. But so first, what is dual credit? What does that mean? So we are very fortunate in CACISD to have two partnerships with our local community colleges that offer dual credit programs. And so our high school students actually take college level courses taught by college professors and most of the time it is during their seven period day so and the um, they can take them in the summer too they can take dual credit um, courses during the summer sessions of the of the college so mm -hmm. they would have to go to the college and participate in their summer sessions in order to do that so what it means uh, if they pass the course they get not only college credit hours that go on a college transcript mm -hmm. they also get high school credit so it's kind of a two for one that's the dual part so they get high school credit and college credit both for taking um, just just one college class and so a lot of our students really do like that it kind of gives them a leg up mm -hmm. um, in in working toward a, a college degree as well so like I mentioned we have those agreements we're so glad that we have those agreements we have one with San Jacinto Community College and our other is with College of the Mainland and we kind of have our district divided by who attends what right. what provider so just to clarify in case in case our families aren't aware of this if your student attends Clearbrook High School our Clearview High School, they actually participate in the dual credit program at San Jacinto Community College South, mm -hmm. pretty close to Clearbrook. I think it's like four miles away. Um, if they attend Clear Lake High School, they will participate in the dual credit program with San Jacinto Community College Central. So those professors actually do come over to Clear Lake, um, the Learning Support Center, and, and have those classes and those. there and teach those classes. And then if your student attends Clear Creek, High School, Clear Falls High School, or Clear Springs High School, they actually participate in the dual credit program with College of the Mainland. And I know at first people think College of the Mainland is all the way down in Texas City, but they actually have an annex on mm -hmm. 528. Yes, 528 right across from the raceway. Raceway gas station is usually the big um, indicator or the, the locator. And so it, it was an old church that right. some of our families might be familiar with. And now they have actually converted that into it. It's a, really nice. It's yeah. very pretty. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice and very convenient for our students in this right. area to attend. So um, that's more on our south side. So that's why those particular call, uh, high schools partner with College of the Mainland. And while we're talking about dual credit, I don't want to forget to mention, this is kind of like a little asterisk sidestep, but it's still <laughs> dual credit. We do have uh, Clear Horizons Early College High School um, which the information sessions for that, I think, are starting to mm -hmm. come up if students are interested in attending that next year. And that is it. You do have to fill out an application. It is lottery based for admissions. Mm -hmm. But the students at Clear Horizons Early College High School, that dual credit is a major part of their program. Those right. students are located on San Jacinto Community College South campus. They go to the college classrooms with those college professors and earn those dual credit where it counts for high school and college credit. And a lot of those students, the majority of them, end up earning an associate's degree mm -hmm. while they're there too. The other opportunity that we do have that's a little different um, for dual credit is we actually do have a partnership with College of the Mainland for their collegiate high school. 
Um, we have seven slots available for students in CCISD, um, and it'll just depend on the year and the returning students. The, those courses are actually held at College of the Mainland. It's your whole seven-period day at College of the Mainland in Texas City. So we do have some students attending there right now as well. So we kind of have two different alternative ways of earning right. high school, but still opportunities I didn't want to forget to mention um, because they're great opportunities for that. And the Clear Horizons application for next school year is open right now. So if you visit check C-H-E-C-H-S at C-C- or dot .ccisd.net, um, you can learn more about that. Uh, and so while we're talking about dual credit also, mm-hmm. so I said you get high school and college credit. And so some people might be thinking, well, I just want to take all my high school credits that way. And that's not quite right. how it works. There are only certain college classes that have that dual so where you can get college credit and high school credit. And we have something called a crosswalk. And so that basically says if you take this college class, this is the high school credit that you will earn. Mm-hmm. Um, a student, a family can find that crosswalk on our CCISD website under the Counseling and Student Services section. You can also find it, a uh, link to it in the um, high school EPG. And then you can also ask your, your high school counselor and they can help you uh, find that information mm-hmm. so that if you're trying to map things out to see what exactly is available, um, you can kind of map it out with that crosswalk. And so the other thing I want to mention about dual credit, it is college credit. It, it is college credit. Once you pass the college, once you pass the dual credit class, you get the credit on your high school transcript and you get college hours on a tr- college transcript. So you are actually starting your first college transcript. Mm-hmm. You may transfer those credits or those hours somewhere, but it is, it is college credit right. that you can show. That you have on record. Mm-hmm. So who's qualified to participate in dual credit? So I have a, a two-part answer for that. Um, during the school day, so if you want to take dual credit classes during your school day as part of your seven-period day, usually um, they're either first and second or sixth and seventh. Um, you do have to be an 11th or 12th grader. Mm-hmm. That's the way that you get to take it during the school day. If you're a ninth or 10th grader, you can still do dual credit, but you would have to do it after after your seven period day are in yeah. the summer school session. So we're, it's not saying that you can't do it. Um, it's just that only the 11th and 12th graders can take it during the school day. That's part one. Mm-hmm. Part two is there's some other qualifications. There's some testing components. Um, you do have to meet the Texas Success Initiative. Those are standards that are set by the state to make sure that you're college ready. And there's a couple of different ways that you can do that. Uh, Number one, you can take the, what we call the TSIA-2, that's a a standardized test, and you have to achieve a minimum score on both the reading and writing part, and then there's a math part, so it's a two-part test um, to show that you're college ready. And if you're not, you can take that more than once Mm -hmm. to try. So some of our students, once they kind of figure it out in the spring, they'll go ahead and start taking it, and if they need to take, if you need to take just the English part again and not the math part, you can do that as well. So that's part one. You can go ahead and get it done that way. Or um, there are some other testing Um, scores that are accepted so that you can be exempt from that Texas Success Initiative. So if you take an SAT or an ACT or a PSAT, PSAT is only for high school dual credit, not for college admission purposes, and you score high enough on that, you can get an exemption from taking the TSIA too. So some students do really well on their SAT or ACT and they use that score to show that they're college ready. So And then they can enroll. And then they can enroll. So that's that's another part. Um, and then this is the other part a lot of people may not know about. You do actually show, have to show proof that you've received a meningitis shot. Hmm. So a lot of students and families are kind of like, wait, what? Um, even if you're taking it like online or hybrid, 
and you might not actually be going to, to a, campus. a campus, you yeah. do actually have to still show proof of meningitis shot. You don't have to show that right when you're signing up. I believe it's like 10 days prior to the class starting mm -hmm. that you have to be able to show. So I always want to go ahead and mention that. And then you do have to be able to pay for the course. There is a fee still associated with it. We're going to talk a little bit more about yeah. the bonus of the fee. So right. there is still tuition associated with it, but it is a bargain and a half. So those are the qualifications I would say for dual credit. And so how, if they meet those qualifications, how do they sign up for the course and when does that occur? So um, end of July, beginning of February, July, end of January, <laughs> beginning of February, most of our high schools start kind of at the, the very beginning, the first week of February, we're going to kick off course mm -hmm. selection 2023-24. And I think our high school campuses are currently working with their dual credit partners to have informational sessions. So my first advice is that um, you need to talk to your, to your campus and figure when is that dual credit informational session going to be held? Because it's going to be not only from the high school counselors are going to give you information, there's probably going to be somebody there from the dual uh, from the co community college to let you know all things from their side right. too. So that's number one. And then number two, if you're like, yes, this is what I want to do. You want, this is what I want to do. You go ahead and complete um, your course selection. And it's a course that would be listed on your course listing that your school would provide for you. Mm -hmm. And once they get that information and they see all the students that want to sign up for dual credit, the counselors will meet with them again, uh, probably around March or April. Marchish, mm -hmm. and they will start giving them the guidelines of like, here's everything you have to abide by in order to be in dual credit because it mm -hmm. is a little different than being in a high school class. And here is your your um, enrollment form. And so that's usually around March. Like once we see that you're interested, then we'll get you the final paperwork for dual credit. Um, sometimes the campuses have cutoffs. Like if you get everything back to the high school counselor in time. They take care of everything and get over to the They'll community college. Yeah. Um, sometimes, and again, depending on the campus, mm -hmm. the student may actually have to go to a dual credit um, enrollment session to get signed up with right. the college, either at the annex or on the in their dual credit um, office. So there's some variables just depending on the campus that you attend. And would you pay for the course at that time as well? Most of the time, yes. If they have a big sign up session, they usually ask for payment at that point in time. If you're turning it into your high school counselor and they're sending it over, usually what happens is just like our high school, yeah. students are going to have a college portal with all of their right. fees in there. And, and so that fee, that. yes, mm -hmm. their fee is going to show up in their portal because when you, you do have to actually apply to go to the college. That's actually another requirement that I forgot to mention. You actually have to fill out a college application. Right. Once you fill out that college application, you do get a portal for that college to let you know you've been accepted and all your fees and so forth. Whether it's San Jack or Cal. Cal. Mm -hmm. Can you describe what a typical day, so you mentioned it's either first period, first two periods or last two. Um, so transportation is important too. Yes. Um, can you describe what that typical day looks like for students enrolled in courses? Um, I, will, I will try because now um, our dual credit has really gotten um, very meeting the needs of our students. Right. So there's a couple of different ways now that you can take gold credit and it impacts what it may look like. So... If you've never done dual credit before, my best advice is to go ahead and take the face-to-face -face sessions with the professor because yeah. you've got to get your feet wet, understand what mm -hmm. the college professors are looking for. And so if you do a face-to-face, -face, you will either block off in your seven-period day, you'll block off, like I said, first and second, 
are sixth and seventh. And the reason for that is because college classes um, are an hour and a half long. And so you have to be in that so that you can't follow a typical high school schedule. So what really happens if you're doing face to face, you go Monday and Wednesday to one class for an hour and a half, and then you join your high school schedule third period. Or in the afternoon, you would um, leave after fifth period and you would go go to your classes sixth and seventh. And then, so you have one class on Monday, Wednesday, and then you have the other class on Tuesday, Thursday. And then on Friday, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon, there's not classes. Mm -hmm. So that's a great time to work on your homework or your dual credit class. So that's face-to-face. Hybrid, um, some of our colleges do the hybrid model where on a Monday, you might meet face-to-face and then the Wednesday is your opportunity to do online anytime. You don't actually have to necessarily attend anything at that time, at that that time, but that's a great time for you to do. That's the second part of your class during the week. Right. And then um, again, if you're doing, so you can either do, if you're a junior, we we're kind of, if you're doing face to face and you're a junior, you do have to do two classes. Um, so, so six hours, Mm -hmm. if you're doing hybrid, you do still have to do the two classes too. It's just because of the way it aligns with your high school schedule. Right. The third option is online anytime. So if you're doing online anytime, you have the option, whether you're a junior or a senior, you can take one class, you can take two classes. You can't take more than two during your seventh period day. Right. Um, but it is a little more flexibility. So if I really only want to take one class and it's online anytime, I can put that first or seventh and then I can still have my regular high school schedule, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. And so, and do that work or do that class at home during that time and come to school for second. Correct. Correct. Um, so that there's a lot of flexibility. We just opened up a little bit more flexibility for our students so that they can meet the need, their needs mm-hmm. of whatever their college, a little bit more like college. Right. I can kind of schedule it when You're I gonna, want to. Yeah, take control of your yes. schedule. So yeah. I will say in our updated EPG for the 20, because I know what I said was just a lot of information. Yeah. Um, in our updated 2023-2024 educational planning guide that will be coming out in February, um, on the dual credit guideline page, there's actually a chart that actually explains. If you're a junior, here are all your options. Options. Here's the right. day of the week you offer it. And then seniors, um, it, it kind of lists a little bit different because seniors have, juniors, if you're doing face-to-face, have to take two classes. Mm-hmm. Face, seniors only have to take one if one. you're doing face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And so other than getting ahead on college credit, which is already a huge benefit, um, what other benefits are there to taking these courses in high school? So the first one I didn't talk about is the tuition. It's mm-hmm. a huge tuition break. So um it's an approximately, it, it is approximately a 75% discount from wow. the tuition, um, which I know our community colleges all have very reasonable rates for tuition right. anyway. Um, if you're at San Jacinto College, if you're one of the feeders that go to San Jacinto, whether you take three or six hours, one or two classes, it's about $250 a semester. That's a bargain. That's amazing. Um, if you're calm, I think their tuition is a little bit less, mm-hmm. um, around 185 or so. Um, but again, when when you go to that informational session, they're going to tell you exactly what, what that tuition is. rate, but that's number one, huge bonus. And what I will also say is sometimes when our students hear there's tuition associated with it, or our families here, they're like, eh, you actually can receive financial aid through mm-hmm. the college for um, dual credit. So they are willing to work with you. You can fill out what's called the TASFA, not the FASFA, mm-hmm. it's the TASFA. And the college can work with you to see if you qualify for financial aid. So while 
tuition is a factor. We don't necessarily want it to be a barrier. And our community college was, would love to work with you to remove that barrier if that's something. Because dual credit really is a great opportunity for all students. Yes. And it, I'm, I'm sure there's many benefits for the colleges also offering these too. The other thing students. I will say about the benefits, um, it's a benefit. And also I'm going to put like a little heads up. Um, if you're going to a public state university, so let's just say I know I want to go to A&M or UT or a public state university, even sometimes outside LSU, um, all the other amazing mm-hmm. public universities out there, most of the time, dual credit co- college hours will transfer to that four-year university. So if I take English 1301 at San Jack, that three hours for English 1301, mm-hmm. more than likely, and I, I can't guarantee every public university in the United States, more than likely it's going to transfer right. to an A&M or a UT. Um, and, and it is probably needed in, a, the in, core in the, in the mm-hmm. core classes in your, in your degree plan. Private universities, it can be you would have to you would have to check with the private university um, to see if they would accept it. I have heard like Stanford accepts community college credit, but maybe like a Harvard or an NYU may not or a Rice because right. they really focus on their specific degree plans. But again, can't account for all private universities. So that is one thing about dual credit is the transferability to a university. Right. Many students are very successful. They now knock out some of their humanities courses, which are social studies mm-hmm. courses. They knock out their English requirements. English is some of the hardest yes. college university level courses. And they go ahead and get it out of the yeah. way. And so you already have six hours before you've even set foot on right. your four-year university campus. So I think that's another bonus. Mm-hmm. I think the location is very easy for our students. You mentioned transportation. So if you're at Clear Creek, Clear Falls, or Clear Springs, transportation is provided um, for morning dual credit classes. Okay. So you still have to get take the bus or however you get to your home campus, and then a bus brings you. You can provide your own transportation, right. but if you need it, transportation is provided for morning classes. So that would be one thing that you would have to look and see how it fits in your schedule. And again, if you're at Brook, it brings you to San Jack South. And at Lake, um, because of the partnership we have there, those classes are actually located at the Learner, Learner Support Center, which is right across, right across the street. street. Yeah, so totally ease of access. Mm-hmm. You're not having to drive all over the place. Um, and most of the classes that they offer are reserved for dual credit students, not all of them. Mm-hmm. So those professors are aware that these are high school students. They, It is college professors, and they are going to treat them like college students. Yeah, um, and have those expectations. <laughs> but those expectations. So it's actually a really great way to get your toe in the water and see how it is. The final thing I'm going to mention about dual credit, and I hate to say it's a benefit, mm-hmm. but it's a consideration. Mm-hmm. How about that? Dual credit classes do not count in the grade point average. That is not for our current students. And I know many of you heard about the update to our um, class ranking system. Um, for So starting with the class of 2027, we have a new standard for class ranking and class ranking GPA. Dual credit still will not count right. in that so no class. Changes. No so, changes. Yeah. So sometimes students have to kind of weigh where their strengths are. Mm-hmm. And so um, it actually might be more beneficial for you to take a dual credit class, get college hours, do a great job, and then you take other classes that would count towards your GPA that you would like truly, truly excel, excel. at. Excel, yes. So, I, and I don't 
I mean, like I said, it's a consideration mm -hmm. for a lot of students regarding that GPA. No, yeah, and it's an important topic right now, especially with the class rank system changing for next school year. Um, so along the lines of that, tips for students, because there's a long list of classes that they can choose from. So are there any tips for students when choosing those classes that might fit their plans for current high school or current uh, plans for after graduation? So one of the things when it comes to selecting classes that we do have to work on too is a lot of times our providers will say, here are the dual credit classes mm -hmm. we're offering. Because um, it doesn't mean that you can't take some of the other ones, but that we look at what the majority of the students take. And what the majority of our students take are that English 1301 and 1302, mm -hmm. which can count as English 3 or English 4 credit. Mm -hmm. um, they usually take U.S. history because, again, that's another class that is all, that is required in, in several degree programs right. in, in college. So that's an easy one to kind of knock out of the way. Um, and then government is another one that is is a typical dual credit class. I'm not saying that that's the all. There's right. other things like our College of the Mainland courses. They also have one. They have some fine art classes mm. that you can take one semester and get a whole year of fine art credit wow. on the high school side. So if the art Art is amazing, and we love all of our art programs, but if you're just a, somebody that's like, hey, I'm looking to go ahead, and some degree plans require, it could be yes. count as a humanities yes. credit yeah. as well. So I think if you know what you want to do in college and you're kind of looking at that degree plan, you'll have a better idea of what courses you can kind of try to block in for that time as well. Like, again, mm -hmm. we have limited availability in some of, in some of the offerings, um, but you can still knock out. You can go into college with, let's say you can earn six hours as an 11th grader, six hours as a 12th grader. You can start your freshman year at a four-year university with 12 hours. Right, which is essentially for some a semester, a full semester. Correct. Yeah, and so. that's a saving on tuition at a four-year yes, university a four also. Year. Yes, and so, and even if you don't know what you want to do after mm -hmm. high school, you can still take those core classes that you that are probably going to transfer. Correct. Like the English and, the and like you said, government and, and the humanities credit, so. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of benefits to, to doing that early. and Because um, degree plans, yeah, even college degree plans, like our endorsements have endorsement requirements, right. but we still have certain core classes that are required. Even on degree plans at universities, majority, wherever you go, there's still some core classes that's, that students have to take right. before they really get into the to courses their, their for degree. their degree plan. Yeah. Um, I did have a parent question uh, clarification for transportation is the morning transportation included for Brooke students yes okay it's actually so it's included for all I think I gave the example of college of just, of the yeah, so college Springs Falls and Creek all have it to go to the College of the mainland annex Brooke has it to go to San Jack South so that is provided in the morning for them and then again our lake students just walk, walk across, across the street because of and all of that depends on the geography of our very large district on trying right. to make sure those opportunities are available for students yeah um, so who should families or students contact with questions um, with all things dual credit? So our current high school students, they just need to have a conversation. Our parents, you can contact your students, Alpha Counselor, and they will be able to provide you with that information. Again, the lead counselor would probably know when the dual credit informational session is going to be, but your high school Alpha Counselor should know. So when I say Alpha Counselor, that's your students counselor. We're all there, but all of our high schools are divided by last mm -hmm. name. So if your student starts with A through E, they 
are assigned to this particular counselor. Right. That's the counselor that would have all the information. That's the counselor that they're going to have to more than likely return all of their paperwork to, make sure that the, the counselor actually has to sign off on the courses that they're wanting to sign up and the, the method, whether they're doing online, hybrid, or face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. And the counselors actually get grades from the colleges, usually around midterm. Mm -hmm. We'll get a midterm grade and we'll get a final grade. Um, the other interesting thing about dual credit right quick, you get a letter grade. You don't get a numeric grade. So you just get a letter grade. Right. And we then transfer, we have that in policy where we have a scale. If you make a B, it transfers over to an 85. So an 85 would actually appear on your high school transcript. For college. Um, college will get the B. The high B, school, you college. get the 85. Gotcha, gotcha. And that does not include that is in not class included rank. In the, no, it does not include no matter what, whether you're incoming or current. Perfect. Is there anything else you think we missed? Um, no, I just I really am so glad that we're highlighting dual credit because it's such a great um, affordable opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I will also say just because maybe you've never done a level one class, right. like let's, so let's say you've never done an honors class, you've never done a, an AP class because you just weren't sure. That doesn't mean you could not, I mean, you could still be very successful in a dual right. credit class. Right. And it's just a great opportunity to Try a college class with some safety nets mm -hmm. in place, all of these people surrounding you to support you before you go off to that four-year university and you're spending much, much more much money. More. <laughs> much more. <laughs> Great tips. Well, thank you so much. And we talked about course registration. Our next episodes at the end of the month on the 25th and 26th, we're going to talk all things course registration with our parents and students. And students are also going through that process in the next couple weeks on their campuses. So be sure to stay tuned for those. Um, this episode will be available for playback and published as a new audio episode. So visit um, ccic.net slash the stream to subscribe to our podcast so you're notified whenever there's a new episode. Um, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.